Well, hello and welcome everybody to today's episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. And today, Christoph Jung, one of our elders, is going to bring us today's thought for the day. Here's Christoph. Good morning, Westlake family. First of all, I hope that you are all doing well in these special times. Today, I would like to talk about a topic that has been on my mind for a while and which I believe represents an important biblical truth. I would like to talk about how God takes what is evil in this world and uses it for good. When talking about the subject, I would like to touch upon three points. First of all, why did I choose this topic? Secondly, what does the Bible say about it? And thirdly, what is my personal experience with it? So first of all, why did I choose this topic? Do you ever ask yourself why God, who is almighty, powerful, compassionate, faithful, righteous, gracious, and I could continue going down the list of positive things for a while. So why he could allow bad things to happen? He could easily prevent or even stop them, couldn't he? You know, personally, I understand that we all live in a broken world. I understand that evil has entered God's perfect creation through the fall of mankind, that we need Jesus as our Savior, and that one day our God will wipe away every tear and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain, as we can read in Revelations 21 verse 4. But yet, as a human being with a rational mind and a compassionate heart, I struggle sometimes to understand why there's so much bad stuff happening. Injustice, oppression, poverty, destruction, disease. I came across a great story in the Bible the other day, which sheds a bit of light on this topic. It is the story of Joseph. And this brings me to my second point. So what does the Bible say about evil things which God uses for good? I'm sure you all know the amazing story of Joseph the son of Jacob and Rachel. Joseph was one of 12 brothers. He was thrown into a well, then sold into slavery by his jealous brothers. In Egypt, he was put in prison because he was falsely accused of rape. A lot of bad stuff happened to him. And you know, I am sure he must have felt abandoned by his family and humiliated by man and certainly left alone by God. However, what is important to understand is the following. The bad stuff that happened to Joseph did not come from God. It came from his jealous brothers and from a woman who didn't like him resisting her powers of seduction. God is good and all of his works are good. And yet, God did allow for bad things to happen to Joseph. And equally today, God allows for bad things to happen. But why? Unfortunately, I'm not able to answer this question. However, I know that God's horizon is much wider than ours, and I'm convinced that he has reasons that go beyond our understanding. But now comes a turning point in Joseph's story. Joseph rose to become the second most powerful man in Egypt after the Pharaoh. Due to a famine, his brothers had to come to Egypt in search of food and eventually the entire family reunited. And the Bible passage, which I really find fascinating, is in Genesis 50, verse 20, 
where Joseph says to his brothers, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. What a wonderful message. And this brings me to my third point. I would like to share a personal experience related to this point. Carla, my wife and I have two precious sons, Joshua and Jonathan. The younger one, who many of you might know by the nickname Nate, is eight years old and was diagnosed with a heart problem when he was four. His heart issue is supraventricular tachycardia, which means that from time to time, on average once a month, various forms of triggers will set his heartbeat accelerating off to about 250 beats per minute without going back to normal on its own. While this condition is not immediately life-threatening, it can become dangerous if we are unable to get his heart rate back to normal after a couple of hours. We have pills which sometimes help, but sometimes they don't. And then the only solution is to go straight to the emergency room at the hospital. Carla and I are scared of this, and Nate as well. But what I have realized over time is that God is using this element to draw Nate closer to him. We pray a lot together, especially during his episodes. And Nate knows that we have a powerful God. We love to play songs at home. And the other day when I went upstairs to help the kids get ready for bed, I found Josh and Nate playing one of the songs that we sometimes sing at church. Nate had his eyes closed, his hands lifted up, and he was mouthing the words to the song. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For endless days we will sing your praise, O Lord, O Lord, our God. There are many nice things in life, going hiking in the mountains, meeting up with friends, eating homemade pizza. But to be honest, seeing a loved one turning to our Heavenly Father, no matter if it's a child or a good friend or someone in our family, is for me one of the most beautiful things in life. It gives me goosebumps and brings me to tears. In case you find yourself in a difficult situation today or any time this week, I want to encourage you to turn your eyes towards our mighty God and to trust him. He is able to turn evil into good. It may take a while for you to see it and to see how he does it. And there may be suffering involved, but I'm convinced that he is gracious and good. Have a blessed day.